Welcome to Oral Phonic, a podcast about Fodfic. Today's topic is going to be all adventures all the time, basically. I am Miss Marina95, and I'm here with Petica and Jenna Pod. And just a heads up to anyone listening, this will be Captain America Civil War spoiler free. Yes. There's no spoilers for that movie in this episode, so you don't need to avoid it if you haven't seen it yet. Just us being in a general yay Avengers mood because of the movie, so. So I think we're going to start with some news. Perfectly timed for this episode, Marvel Big Bang is running again, and it allows Podfic. Yay! Yeah, very exciting. I did it last year. Just signed up for it last year and then failed out. (laughs) (laughs) So you can sign up as a solo and Podfic is the main work. Or you can sign up as an artist, but you can do it so that you partner up with the author right now or wait until like the claiming post goes up. So not only are they including Podfic, but they've given us options. Yeah, so there's three different options, and I think that is marvelous. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. But probably the one that will be most easy for everyone is the solo. Sign-ups close May 15th, so you have today to sign up. (laughs) Go for it. Okay, um, our second piece of news is about the Franco-Podfic exchange. Now, this is basically at the moment, it's a call for information by the time this airs, possibly they may be getting into signups and things we don't know. And basically, they're looking for people who want to do a French language podfic. A lot of the comm itself is in French. So we're assuming if you want to do this exchange, you probably speak French. So hopefully that won't be a problem for you. But I personally cannot read most of it. So <laughs> that's something that interests you. It's, it's awesome when we're seeing like different language podfics coming out. So that would be a really cool exchange to have some good people um, participating. So Cool. Well, I'm going to add in, and we don't have dates yet, but I don't want to miss it in case it goes Mm -hmm. live before June 15th, which is our next episode. But Pod Together is around the corner. So that's a fun exchange where authors and pod figures sign up and collaborate on making a project together. So keep an eye out for that. It's going to be coming out soon. And that's all the news we've got. Moving on to Talkbacks. Yeah, we've got two, not actual talkbacks, but rather comments that were left on our website. And the first is from Love the Heaven regarding the Harry Potter podfic episode, which was, I think, two episodes ago. Yeah. And basically, she's got a comment about Femplash, particularly Luna and Tonks, just saying that they're two of her favorite characters. And if you join the fandom too early, you know, they they didn't come in until book five. So she thinks there might be a, a little bit of a gap there for people who were already kind of established in their ships. But that Luna particularly is the most developed female character who's, you know, in their generation. And she's also one of the easiest to read queer, which I think is true. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. And then Tonks has a little bit of that too, even though she does end up in a straight relationship. But obviously, you know, that's not that's not what we care about. That's never stopped fandom. <laughs> fandom. But um, yeah, I think she makes a good point. She can read the whole of it um, on our website and we'll link that. And similarly, UA Neuf had been listening to our Podfic Tips for Newbies episode. And in it, I had kind of mentioned mm-hmm. that I don't always know how to find newbie Podfickers. And she pointed out that AO3 has a first Podfic tag that people sometimes add to their works. So if you look at that tag, you can find people who this is their first Podfic going up. So that's a cool tag that I hadn't thought to look into before. So thanks for that advice. So I think that's all of our talkbacks. 
And now on to the main bit of the episode. So we, <laughs> I got a little wreck happy in this episode. Um, in in our notes, I have <laughs> a little, a little. Yeah, I have eighty wrecks. So this isn't going to be done the same way that we've done some of our other episodes, where we just go through the top ones on Ao3. And I have it broken down into sections, mostly by pairing or gen. But I did want to start off with a few general MCU podfics that have multiple pairings in it. And the first one is Toasterverse, which I have talked about multiple, multiple times on here. The main body of that was Podfic by Hanano Bira, and it mostly features Steve Tony and Clint Coulson. And then related to that verse, there's Phil Coulson's case files on the Toasterverse, and a ton of podfickers have podficked in that, myself included. But I'm going to highlight one specific one from that mm-hmm. verse. Coulson knows Tony Stark's supervillain name. And that one was read by Caravon. And it's a hilarious story where, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. is worried that if Tony decided to take over, that he could. And there's a joke earlier in the series that, like, they're kind of backup plan for that yeah. is to take Steve hostage. Like the contingency plan for how to stop Tony is get to Steve, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so this one is they like decide to like play it out and see how bad they would be, like how badly Tony would beat them. And they have like this massive shield wide. And it, it even goes beyond shield because like it's a paintball game. War, yeah. And like Steve <laughs> Tony ends up, like, mailing paintball guns to, like, the X-Men and shit. Yeah, it gets so intense. It's, it's really good. Though. Like, Fury's, like, calling in S.H.I.E.L.D. agents from, like, like Montreal and, and other countries and stuff to try calling and deal with this. And it's just hilarious and very fun. And you get to see some of the wider cast as well. Because you would not believe who wins the painful. Yeah. And I will leave that as a secret. Yes. That's my clickbait <laughs> wreck. <laughs> that toasterverse, I'm sure if you put all the podfix together, you'd probably be getting around two days worth of audio. Yeah. Like I know Hananobira's section alone yeah. is over a day. Mm-hmm. And then all of the case files, Pretty there's cool. a lot of them. And there's like some fun like OCs and stuff. It's 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 a really fun verse. So I think it's quite a good verse for podfickers to dip in and out of. Like you see people who've just done like one section or other because a lot of them are kind of standalones, you know, even though they're wired into the, you know, verse as a whole, you don't have to have done this whole long thing. So it's quite nice. And if you don't know anything about Avengers and are interested in learning more, that verse has a lot of world building in it. So it almost kind of diverges from the actual MCU. But there's a lot in there that like would help you learn the characters of the MCU and just like some of the basis of like the crackiness. Of, yes. Like this is the one that has like flying Roombas and yeah. where, where Clint declares himself <laughs> yeah. king of like a garbage planet. And yeah, like it. it's ridiculous and amazing. It's just really fun and it introduces you to a lot of the MCU. So that's why I had it as like my first rec. Looking at this fandom as a whole, um, I think it's pretty obvious that Slash is the dominant thing. And part of that is just there are a lot of guys in the team, right? And there's probably three main Slash pairings that we've we've looked at. And if you look at AO3, you'll see immediately that they dominate. And that is the highest number of podfics specifically is Clint Coulson, which I actually found kind of surprising. I don't know if the same is true for Fick or not. 
The second is Steve Tony. Yeah, I would have thought of the three, I would have thought Clint Coulson was the lowest, but I was surprised by that. Everyone I know, except for you guys, is Steve Bucky. Like my my London people, everyone. Steve yeah. Bucky is crazy. And my flatmate is obsessed. So so that's the third one. So Clint Coulson, Steve Tony, Steve Bucky in that order. <laughs> I think the thing is, I mean, it's a four-year-old fandom since Avengers movie came out. And it's an eight-year-old fandom since Iron Man 1 came out. And it's like... 90-year-old <laughs> fandom since the comics started. So there's a lot of history there. So, like, Clint Coulson was entirely movie-based, yeah. based on, like, 30 seconds of interaction in Thor. And they were great, like, blank slate characters, and there was a lot of that. And I think Clint Coulson often ends up in as secondary pairings, too. So I find that a lot of Steve Tony stuff also has Clint Coulson. Yeah, that's true. So that'll up the numbers. Yeah, whereas, like, the Clint Coulson stuff isn't as likely to yeah, include other pairings. So they were big, like, once Thor started, before even Avengers came out. Steve Tony was a very strong comics pairing, especially, like, the Civil War storyline that happened in the mid-2000s mm. in the comics. So when they knew that the movie was coming out, like, a lot of people started imagining what was going to come in the movie and started on Steve Tony. And when that first Avengers movie came out, Steve Tony was huge. Like, I did a podfic in, like, 2012 after the movie came out when I wasn't even in the fandom and I was, like, shocked by how popular it was. And Steve mm-hmm. Bucky, though, is the, the, the pairing du jour, yeah. where ever since... Yeah, Winter Soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. It's been the main pairing. So, but Pudfic takes longer to make than thick does in a lot of Mm -hmm, cases there's less of us making it so it's certainly the majority of what's being produced today but is not like when you look at overall what exists in the fandom it's it's the third so I feel like I should say like I although today I'm going to talk about Steve Bucky just because that was the hole that I needed to fill as far as like how our reckless was looking I listen pretty equal opportunity and read as well like I am not an OTP or an Avengers really like I, I tend to kind of float around so and I think that's nice like it's it's a fandom where I don't have a particular yeah idea of like if if something's good I'm going to listen to it you know I'm the type of person that when I join a fandom, I download like everything in that fandom. And so I have like 1500 Marvel related podfix on my computer and it's out of date. There's enough of them now that I don't default download if I know I don't care about that pairing or that whatever. But I like Mm -hmm. the huge variety of pairings that I listen to. My only thing is I am pretty OTP-ish and I'm oddly okay with breaking up my OTP if it's het. Or femslash, although that doesn't happen as often since I'm mainly a slasher. But I'm not as okay breaking up my slash pairing for another slash pairing. So since I fell in love with Steve Tony, Steve Bucky just hasn't worked as well for me. So that's why I was like, we need you to bring the Rex. (laughs) (laughs) I have brought them. Anyways, it'll be good. So do we want to get started on Clint Coulson? Yeah, let's go. Clint Coulson. So the homeless Clint verse. Oh, I've listened to that. It's so great. It's fantastic. So the Homeless Clint verse by Tiny Pink Mouse. Uh, I think there's two. Is, did you pop like both stories? I think yeah. There's two stories. And it's a really interesting kind of AU where Clint is kind of living on the streets and <laughs> is really sick. And Coulson kind of takes him in and they just kind of learn to live together and yeah. like have this budding romance, even though Clint is... He's young. He's quite and, and young. Coulson's older, and that's the one of the biggest impediments to their relationship. Yeah. Is they're just yeah. 
And and also, Colton doesn't want to take advantage of Clint because sure. Clint doesn't really have anyone else to rely on. Mm-hmm. The story did really well with it, and it had really interesting Aunt Clint's brother Barney was in it, so there was interesting family stuff going on. Although that was more the second story. Yes. Mm-hmm. End of the first, he goes to live Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. And then the second one, he's in, yeah, and Clint's at the S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy and trying to deal with that. And, and like, the awkwardness of, like, dating a high-profile S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. senior agent <laughs> while being in the S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy. It's it's so cute. And so it's a fun. cute verse, um, and Tiny Pink Mouse is awesome, and like the the everything about it is really good. I I highly recommend it, even though it is it's an AU. Yeah, agreed. It's also a good one that like if you don't know much about the pairing, it's an AU. It introduces a lot of stuff, and like what happens a lot in Clint Coulson is it borrows a lot from the Fraction comics because there's, like, very little canon for Clinton Coulson. And, like, now we're getting to see more of their characters, but, like, it's very different from the Fanon characters. Yes. So a lot of it is based a bit more on, like, the Fanon characters of them and working in some of the Matt Fraction comics for Hawkeye because they are great comics. They are wonderful. Yeah, the next one that we have on the list here is Catch Your Voice by Reganam. And it plays a little bit from that, like, 30-second scene with him in Thor, where <laughs> Coulson's talking to Clint over the comms. And this is a story that starts off where Clint's on a mission and his whole team is dead and he's, like, trapped. And then suddenly this voice comes on the comms and starts, like, helping him get out. And that keeps happening. And Clint kind of falls in love with this voice. Yeah. Which, as a pod figure, I so love. It's very cute. And eventually, like, they meet, and there's, like, the near-death yeah. experiences and stuff. But it's it's a very cute one, and it has, like, that voice porn that I appreciate. Yeah, so I don't know that one, but I love I like that description. You know, like, he falls in love because of the voice. It's really... Yeah, it's and, nice. and the competency porn. Like, like that's the main pillar yeah. of Fanon Coulson, is his competency. Pink, yeah. Okay, so right in front of your face by C.C. Rambles, it's so wonderful. And it's basically like Clint and Coulson have been kind of in a relationship this whole time, keeping it on the down low, and decide to get married and then go around and tell everyone about it. And like no one believes them or like is totally shocked, didn't even know they were dating. Yeah. And it's just really cute. A lot of really cute like team feels and them being like, we thought everyone, like what? Nobody knew? <laughs> we didn't think we were hiding it that well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really well done really cute sissy rambles is great at finding like little cute things yeah that's she's awesome with that um another one is the cephalopod who loved me by green iron and just a warning for anyone that she put in there or not a warning but like a reassurance there is no tentacle porn in this fic <laughs> or this pod fic but it is one where like Clint goes undercover at an aquarium and this octopus starts helping him and he gets pulled from the off and he's like, no, there's really important stuff down there. And like, who's your source? He's like, an octopus. This octopus. Oh, <laughs> and everyone thinks he's losing his mind. So he's like spending all of his free time hanging out with this octopus in an aquarium. And it turns out that the like famous and shield Phil Coulson, who went missing a year ago, was actually kidnapped by these bad guys and turned into an octopus. Oh my god. <laughs> and I've got to give oh. a call out to Green Iron because I did not know that many songs about octopus octopi existed because she uses like eight different songs about octopi (laughs) that's awesome 
It is very fun. That's the first story where he like frees it. And then there's a series where they go on and like, it was very cute. <laughs> and the next one I'm going to talk about is in which Tony Stark is a philanthropist. So in Avengers, Pepper asked Coulson about this cellist that he was dating. And Coulson says, oh, they broke up. She moved back to like Portland. And so when Coulson's in the hospital after not dying in that movie, Tony is like determined to find this cellist. And he like breaks into this woman's home who's like, Tony Stark is in my living room talking nonsense. Because cellist was obviously a code word for Clint. Yes. Or like a total red herring to hide his relationship with Clint. So it involves like Clint and Coulson laughing as Tony tries to find this non-existent cellist. <laughs> the job fair is this really cute one. Um, it's a Welcome to Night Vale crossover and it's read by the muse Calliope. And in it, Clint and Coulson's car break down like near Night Vale and they end up going through there. And it turns out that Coulson is from Night Vale and he's like one of the mysterious, like, you know, secret police people. Oh, Clint is just like, this is super strange, dude. And Coulson's like, yeah, but it's home. Aww. And it just, like, had some nice crossover and meeting some of the characters from Welcome to Night Vale in, in his bizarre way. It was just, it's a very cute little podfic. Okay, so As Is by Cyrano the Second. It's a slave at you. <laughs> good. It's a really good Clint Coulson. It has a side of Nat Maria. The really, like, interesting aspect of this, it's where basically Coulson is working for S.H.I.E.L.D. and they purchase slaves that may potentially be useful. And he makes what a lot of people see as an ill-advised purchase and buys Clint, who's really difficult. It's really interesting because it builds a lot of trust between Clint and Coulson over the series. It's pretty long. How long? It's, yeah, it's like a couple. I, I like long fic. I do, too. I do. Around six hours. Yeah. So it's a long one. You really get to know the characters really well. And while it isn't maybe as fun, it's really well done. Yeah. Um, and the pod fic is also really well done. And it's it's a good listen. And so the next big pairing of MCU is Steve Tony. And like I said earlier, like a lot of it was built on the comics, comics pairing. Steve Tony was a popular pairing for the fandom in the mid-2000s. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of fic that existed before the movies were even on the radar. And some of them have been podfic. So we kind of broke them off into comics podfics versus movie podfic. Mm. Although there can be a lot of crossovers, especially from movie verse to comic verse, because there are people that have read the comics that watch the movies and incorporate some of that into the background. Or a lot of it just kind of becomes fanon. But we have a few here that are more purely comics that we're going to start with. And I think we need to start with Secrets of a Successful Marriage, read by Carrie Vaughn, because it is amazing. It is really good. So basically the premise of it is that Tony is a supervillain and is married to Steve, who is Captain America. But neither of them know. It, they both have secret identities. Yeah. The whole podvik is really well done, and the story is just... Uh, it's it's yeah. hilarious, it's but just, also... Tony didn't super mean to become a supervillain. He was mostly doing it for fun. <laughs> and then Nazis joined his club and, and things like, went okay. down here, downhill. And then suddenly he gets called to a club meeting and they have Captain America who they're going to execute in front of everyone. And they go and check who it is first. And, just, and Tony's like, shit, that's my husband. And it's just, it's 
really good and it kind of talks about like the, the I like love, weird lines. Yeah, I and I love like the bickering that they do. Like at one point they're ha- they're like fighting each other, like tr- almost like trying to kill each other. And they have like these fish this fish yeah, tank. <laughs> they're like marriage like they're like we are committed fish? enough to have fish. And he's just like not the fish, not the fish tank when they're like fighting. It's just so cute. It's very cute and it works through the issues really well and the, like, I guess, dilemma that Tony is going through and that Steve is going through. And so the, they can the get gray a nice happy ending. Yeah. yeah. It's so fun. It's very fun. And it has identity porn, which is Lindsay's favorite <laughs> my, thing. My huge kink, yes. That is Lindsay's thing. Okay, when the lights go on again, we wrote that it was by everyone, and that's fairly accurate, but a special shout-out to Dr. Fumbles McStupid because she's she coordinated everything. Yeah. It's really well done. I was in it. Lindsay was in it. A lot of people were in it. And we have this under Steve Tony, but actually a lot more of the like emotional relationship was actually between Carol Danvers, who's Captain Marvel, and Wanda Maximoff, who's the Scarlet Witch. So that had some nice femme slash in it. And it's like, it's 19 hours yeah, long. Yeah, I see. Just about 20 hours yeah, long. It's, it's almost 20 hours long. So wow, a little hint of femme slash before we get to that section. <laughs> but it has like all of the MCU characters. And it's a it's pretty AU because it's about an alien invasion. Yeah, so. and it, it has really good world building, I think. And it's a good, I guess, intro to comics because, yeah, it has all these characters. But doesn't rely on knowing much of the events that happened before yes. this AU started. Meeting of the Mind by Sapphire Rose and Calicaria also did a version of it. In the comics, there's Extremis, which Tony gets, which basically kind of turns his brain into a computer or so that he can interface with computers. And it's not just his brain, like his body is like half computer now, except he has a lot of troubles dealing with it. In this, to deal with the fact that it's too much of his body, he has to link his brain with someone else to help stabilize it. And he's refusing to do it because he doesn't want to like put someone's life on the line where they would lose all privacy and Steve's like, we're making this happen. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want to deal with Steve because he's in love with Steve. And if they do that, Steve will know. Mm, So it's really like, it's again, very much comics based. I just really like it. And there's two versions of it. So, so bizarre love triangle by Dr. Fumbles McStupid. That one's another identity porn one. <laughs> and so the basic premise is Steve is friends with both Tony and Iron Man and doesn't know that they are the same person. Where he thinks that oh, that, that Tony is lo- in love with Iron, with Iron Man. Man. Oh my gosh, that one's hilarious. It is so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's really, yeah, it's really well done. And it's just, it's really hilarious. Just yeah. because obviously because we know that <laughs> Tony is Iron Man. It's a really good pod fic. So the next one is also by Sapphire Rose. She's done a lot of good, like, comic ones. So this one is called Beneath the Armor. They're, like, having aim, I think, attack. Like, someone's attacking. Iron Man's armor gets covered with this, like, melting acid thing, and it's, like, burning off his armor and hitting his body. So he's, like, trying to rip the armor off, and Steve helps him. And he finds out that Tony is Iron Man, because, again, that's not known in comics. And it's just, like... Steve is so dumbfounded by this information and he just cannot process the fact that Tony is Iron Man. And Tony's like, really? I didn't think I was doing that good of a job hiding it. And he really didn't, if you look at comics. (laughs) 
But, but apparently Steve was thrown by it. You'd be so nice to come home to by Sanger. We have a tag to stripper Steve, so there you go. Um, but that's the promise. <laughs> that's it. Um, but basically, it's set in. Is this the like Marvel Adventures one? Yeah. So this is set in. It's so like 1940s. Yeah. So Steve was part of Project Rebirth, and instead of having him go on to be a chorus girl, I guess basically, as they to go and sell the war bonds. He is kind of left without a job and can't really make a living. Make a living, and, and especially because it's like blacked out on his resume. Like he's not allowed to talk about being. And part don't of this they kind of have thing. like? Aren't they charging him? Yeah, and then they're making him like pay for the <laughs> failure that was Project Rebirth. Yeah. So it's here's ridiculous. Steve, who has all these powers and can't do anything about it. <laughs> he needs to make money, where he has realistically like no real skill, and he goes and becomes a stripper. To make money, to be able to pay back the government and make a living. And basically, Tony is... A rich guy, like A rich usual. guy, yeah, Marvel Adventures. So he goes off on these adventures and um, does, like, magazines or Yeah, whatever, they have, like, the books. Marvel's Adventure com- uh, magazines. And goes and sees Steve and, like, falls in love with him. And <laughs> it's just this really cute. And it's a lot of, like, cute, like, emotional... Does he like me or does he just yeah. want to have sex with me? And, and far more of a gentleman than he is at MCU, that's yes. for sure. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really cute one. And What Lies Inside, another one by Sapphire Rose. And this one retells the story of finding Cap in the ocean and they, the Avengers bring him onto the submarine and all of that. But in this one... AU, Tony is also a werewolf. Yes. And werewolves can, like, immediately smell their mate. And Tony realizes, shit, Captain America is my mate. A lot of the times, because it's, like, such an instantaneous thing and and there's such, like, strong hormones involved, normally, like, the werewolf just jumps their mate. And Tony, like, doesn't want to force Steve to be with him. So instead, avoids him a lot, like, Tony Stark problem-solving skill 101. (laughs) But they still manage to fall in love the little bit that they have between, like, Tony being like, hi, bye, and running away. It's super cute. Um, so it's called Moments Lost in Time, a.k.a. the one where everyone dies, and it's, um, by Well, that's not what it's all, that's what I always call it. Okay, well, that's not exactly the title, but it basically is. But spoiler, everybody dies. Um, (laughs) by Leanna Bob, and it's also a, a really long... Yeah, it deals a lot with, like, 616 and Civil War, actually, because it starts with Civil War. It's just really heartbreaking, and it hurts a lot. It hurts <laughs> so much to listen to. But it is a good, it's a really good podfic, a really good story. But no happy feelings. There's no, like, no, at it's all. miserable, and yes, <laughs> this is the worst wreck. It's, it will make you miserable. Go listen to it anyway. <laughs> it it is really well done, but like I would have nice happy things lined up. Yeah, I'll probably be skipping that one. Yes. <laughs> I, there's a second part uh, of it too. Where the second part's worse though. Oh, uh, <laughs> it is worse. Well, ha- this one has the happy ending where they're both dead. <laughs> together that's i i hate you so much and, and you need to know something i jess calls me her angst muffin it's true i dragged her into marvel mm-hmm. by giving her a really angsty fic and she loves like fluff and bunnies and kid I, fic I, 
And I well, like here yes. have all the major character death. That'll be happy. That'll make everything better. I avoided it, it for such a long time too. And what ended up happening is I was just going through my library and I accidentally was like, "Oh, I don't remember this one. I'll listen to this." Uh. <laughs> and I was too invested by the time I realized what story it was to be like, "Oh no, it's too late to stop now." But seriously, for all that moments lost in time is a really good fic, and I recommend it. Definitely check out the trigger warning. Yeah, there are a lot of it. It, it spans like, over a really long time. Yeah, too. it takes place like at least ten to twenty years. Uh huh. And there's like major character death. There's child character death. There's it, everyone just rampant homophobia. It, like just, yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> they spend the whole time being shat on. Well, I'm just like I'm totally. This sounds amazing, guys. Like oh. <laughs> I mean, it I think we really know good. where my wheelhouse lies. There's going to be somebody out there who's like, awesome. <laughs> but I am not that person. That's the worst sell on a story ever. It really <laughs> is good. But it, but proceed with caution. Yeah, like you will be miserable after while listening to it. Do um, the other one. Just do the other one, Lindsay. <laughs> the last one that I have is also a bundle of laughs. Not. Is it really? No, it is. <laughs> Lindsay. It's called Indelible, and it is also by Sapphire Rose. It takes place, like, after Civil War and after some of the shit that goes down in the comics. And it kind of starts at a point where everyone fucking hates Tony Stark. And he's, like, trying to go back to working with the Avengers, but just, like, no one even wants to see his face type thing. (laughs) He ends up getting sucked into an alternate dimension. And he's in, like, 1940s, and he meets, like, Skinny Steve, and they end up starting a relationship with this alternate dimension Steve. Is this the one where he thinks he's his uncle? No, no, okay. no. That one's not. So that one's miserable. later on the, okay. the rec list. So this is one where it's, like, a complete alternate dimension, and he starts falling for this other Steve. And, like, to the point where when they finally are able to connect, he's like, I don't know if I want to go back, because, mm-hmm. like... Everyone hates me over there. I'm happy here, but, like, there's so much that I'm leaving at home. And kind of through it, Steve realizes that, no, like, for all that he's angry at Tony, he still loves him. Mm -hmm. So it has a a hopeful ending, unlike Moments Lost in Time. Um, There's no hope in that one. And it's not as dark as that one. It's just, like, Tony just... Feels very hated right then. And and it's not that people even hate him. It's just so much has happened and it's just easy to blame him. Mm-hmm. But through this like dimension hopping and like another Tony Stark ends up in this world and he kind of annoys everyone by like taking everything apart because he lives in a time that they don't have computers. It's a lighthearted angst. <laughs> I don't think those two go together. <laughs> but you know, what do I know? So let's move on to Steve Tony in the MCU. I don't think we have any miserable ones for that one. Um, I don't think so either, but who knows? Who really Yeah, I'm looking at this list. I've listened to more of these than the comic ones, probably just because I don't really know the comics that well, so those aren't going to appeal as much. Like, for me, when I first got into MC, like, into Avengers in general. Like Steve Tony. Yeah, I fell into Clint Coulson Mm -hmm. purely by happenstance. I remember that, actually. Yeah, it was kind of the first podcast that I listened to was Clint-centric. And I started listening to more and more, and that's how I fell into Clint Coulson. Often Clint Coulson is a secondary pairing for Steve Tony. So when I was going through the Audiofic archive, I downloaded a bunch of Steve Tony. But 
I mean, when you look at MCU, there's not a lot of basis for Steve Tony. And yeah. so I didn't really like it at first. And it wasn't until I listened to the comics-based stuff that did have more of a basis for Steve Tony that I finally fell in love with it and then came to appreciate all of the MCU Steve Tony. So we'll start talking about those. So Love Among the Hydrothermal Vents by R.S. Creighton. And I wrecked it on Podfic Love, and I, I love this Podfic. It is hilarious. Um, it's hilarious. It's really well done. And this one, again, we have it in MCU, but it really does pool from comics. And a lot of MCU does has some, like, yeah, mashup of, This like, has a lot of characters that haven't appeared in MCU yet. Right. So like it, Fantastic Four and Namor, specifically. <laughs> Namor's huge in this. So, <laughs> essentially, they are in Atlantis doing, like, Dignitaries, yeah. Like, whatever. (laughs) Being the Avengers. Namor decides to court Steve, essentially, and decides that Steve would make a wonderful husband and, like, a consort on Atlantis. Oh, I know this one. It's great. It's so good. Anyways, it's really cute. And basically, to avoid having to marry Neymar or having to continuously turn him down, Tony decides that the best option is to pretend to marry Steve. So now Steve and Tony are engaged and have this fake relationship when they are both wanting to be in a real relationship. And I, I love the conversation that he later has with Sue Storm. Because in the comics, Namor constantly tries to woo Sue Storm. And she has a bit of thing for him because apparently Sue Storm's type is assholes. Um, like, they're at this, like, engagement party for Steve Tony, And she's like... Oh, it won't stop just because you're married. He'll tone it down, but he will make it clear that he is always DTF. (laughs) (laughs) It's, yeah, it's really, it's a good podfic. And Neymar, for all that he is, kind of an asshole, is also, like, he's a respectful enough. Yes. He, He isn't, like, it's not total, like, dude Connie. Like, it doesn't super creep you out. It's just more like this guy. Yeah. This guy. And apparently he makes up for it by being great in bed. Yeah. Although which, Steve does not want to find out firsthand. Yes. <laughs> it's it's really good. It's cute. And R.S. Creighton is amazing. And I love her voice. So this is yeah great. The next one that we have. Oh, my God. It's a huge one. And I might have even wrecked it here before. I don't know. But it's Tales of the Bot by Rena Jenkins. And it is a long series. And she's only hot fix the first three or something in it and there it continues on but it's a beautiful bots feel fic Mm -hmm. where it's kind of like is it all from dummy's point of view for the beginning the first it kind of crosses over there's a lot of dummy point of view a lot the act of creation yeah will be your salvation Mm -hmm. is the first one and there's a lot of bot feels a lot of Dummy's history with Tony and, like, as the one who's been there through it all, kind of. Yeah, it's very, it's very feelsy where Dummy loves them. And, like, Steve kind of, while he's courting Tony, he spends a lot of time down in the shop with the bots and, like, teaches Dummy to (laughs) high-five, which, like, horrifies Tony when they have, like, sex in the the workroom once and Dummy comes over to (laughs) high-five Steve. Yeah, this one's adorable. It's a really good match for Rena's voice. Yeah, Rena Jenkins is amazing. And I mean, everything's a good match for Rena's voice. But you yes, know, let's be honest, it's, it's good for her style. <laughs> I love the like little cute little side story where Dummy has like a bit of a crush on Curiosity, Curiosity the Mars Rover. 
Like, it's just super cute. And then at one point, it turns into kid fic because there's a magic person turns dummy into a little boy. Yes. Which is where the rest of the series kind of takes off yeah. as dummy, as this, like, as their child, essentially. Yeah. And it, it, it is really, really good. I don't, again, Rena's, I think, only podfic. She's only podfic the first one of, like, once we get DJ, who's, like, the, the name kid. they give the uh-huh. dummy as a child. But the series goes on beyond it. Although, you know what? I haven't actually read it. I have. It's ongoing, and it's it's really well, um, it's by, it's say sci- It's Sci-Fi Girl. Yes. Sci-Fi Girl 47. And she still updates it. Ironsides by X-Men Hater. It's a, yeah, it's hat, but it's a gender swap. Yeah, rule 63. Tony My always favorite. as a cis girl. And it is so good. There's so much to say about this one. Really amazing podfic. X-Man Hater's voice is amazing. And the build of like Steve and Tony together, and like Tony's a bit of a whirlwind, and and She's also in this one canonically. Peggy is her mother, not Maria Stark, yes. which causes some weirdness with when Steve, Steve finds Tony. out. It's a nice build, and I, like it's great. Just listen to it. Yeah. In All the Worlds by Calicaria was the first Steve Tony podfic that I listened to before I was into that pairing that I just loved. Mm-hmm. And it's a Sentinel AU. AU, but it's like an AU of Sentinel. They have spirit world. animals. and Yeah, and it's this really cute one where, like, Tony's a young kid and he's a guide. And he has this, like, bald eagle that he can see that he just, like, naturally assumes is his imaginary friend because no one else can see him. But it turns out that it is a spirit animal or, like, a guide animal, whatever they're calling it. Because yeah. I think they're less racially appropriate yeah. <laughs> in their term. They are. And he goes and joins, like, guide school. And then, like, at some point when he gets old enough, he realizes, wait, that's not my animal. Mm-hmm. Whose is it? Then it kind of gets to the point where, like, Steve is taken out from the ice and, and they're, like, the perfect match guide and sentinel. And it's just... It's and cute. Clint and Coulson are also a guide and sentinel pair. Although, interestingly enough, it's Coulson who's the sentinel and Clint who's the guide. I would have probably switched them just thinking about it. It works really well in the story. And it's just, yeah, it's really fun. And it deals with, like, that world building really well. Yeah. I enjoy it. It is really good. But the Heart, read by DePatty, is and this really cute one. DePatty is such a joy to listen to. She really, she, makes, she just makes you smile when you She's listen so, to her. She's so, like, cheery when she reads. Mm-hmm. And this one has a lot of irreverently cheery Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so it's a, basically a kid fic where they find... Like a baby Spider-Man on like a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, like he's like just floating space. in space, and Tony <laughs> just brings him home, and is like, "I need someone who knows about kids. Captain America should be able to help." And he cannot. But anyway, <laughs> but it's cute, and um, I love Kid Fic. Kid Fic is my jam, especially the ones where there's like a baby Peter Parker. I just I love that. So um, this one was really cute. There's a really interesting premise, I guess, of, like, where they find Spider-Man and how that all works. And Steve, Tony with a baby. <laughs> yes. All you really need. failing at a baby. The next one is The Twice Told Tale by Leanna Bob. I really love this. It's got several things that are kind of cracked to me, which is the first is, like, it starts out and they're, like, Steve and Tony are, like, sarcastic at each other and kind of, like, brushing up against each other because Tony has, like, idolized Steve his entire life. But then it flips and Tony gets sent back in time. And so you get this whole section where he's, like, with his dad and he doesn't tell him that he's him. He, like, tells him that he's his nephew and they, like, start to build a relationship. And, you know, it's just, it's really, I love it. And... 
And he builds a relationship with Steve, too, who, like, yeah, is like, a new super soldier. Yes. Yeah. So there's this double thing where, you know, he knows him in the future, he knows him in the past, and then he wants to get back to, like, future Steve. Um, and they're kind of trying to build a time machine the whole time. There's a lot of really good relationship growth for two relationships that start out horribly, I guess, is the way to... Yeah. Is something that I am... And it's nice to see one where, like, they can acknowledge that Howard was not the best dad, but yeah. still end up still having that him. relationship there. Yeah, exactly. Still, ma- I mean, he's not unlikable in this. You just see that, like, being a dad wasn't his... That's just not what he was good at. Yeah. And so as adults, they kind of come together and it's it's really cool. And and the podfic is, it does that building really well like, between the two of them. So I think that that middle section with them is my favorite bit. The next one we have is The Idiot Box, again, read by X-Men Hater. In it, this is one that is Rule 63, both Steve and Tony. So it's a fun slash one where they, again, like the typical kind of start off antagonistic towards each other. And then they end up bonding and falling in love over television Specifically while watching Parks and Parks Rec. And Rec yeah. It's really cool to see like their friendship grow and them getting closer and closer together and nice to get some lady loving in there. The other thing that I find about Rule 63 a lot, which I love, don't get me wrong, but a lot of them have like a meta conversation about gender and about the inequalities between genders. And how they're, they're often perceived as less, even if they are not, because they are women. And this one doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. Which, like I said, I love when fix do do that. But it can also be refreshing to get a Rule 63 mm-hmm. where that's not the case. And it's just fun. Mm-hmm. And this one's just, it's total fun. It's not at all my usual angst, wreck. <laughs> it is not. Average Avengers Local Chapter 7. Oh, that one's so cute. That's the one where they do, like, good deeds, right? Yeah. There's two podfix of it, one by Ashes and Ghost and one by X-Men Hater. And they're just adorable. And I love – that's, like, my favorite kind of, like – it's not quite fourth wall breaking, but ones mm-hmm. where they bring fans into the picture yeah. mm-hmm. because it's yeah, I love that inverse real life fans of the Avengers that just decide to start doing good deeds for everyone and for it, each it, other. it starts out just so with Steve being like this union guy who's just kind of <laughs> yeah. Like, like, there's this stuff about the rat, the Scabby the rat. I think is it Scabby? Yeah, I, don't I think remember. so. And just going around and being like, "Listen, you should have a union," and it's just this. Thing, and Tony's just tagging along because he just cannot say no to Steve. And yeah, he can actually like make things happen. And then it, it talks a lot about the younger people or just people. I love like, this movement. Average Avengers, the way it started, it was like kind a, of like a, a Tumblr type thing. It was like thing. a celebrity blog. Kind yeah, of where thing. they would like take pictures of like Thor eating Pop Tarts or like <laughs> Natasha grocery shopping. Yeah. Like it was yeah. talking about like Avengers doing average things, but then it turned into this extraordinary thing of average people doing things to help each other out uh-huh. yeah it starts out like that um you know like the front page in gossip magazines like mm-hmm. stars they're just like us yes yeah uh-huh. yeah that one's really happy making like it's just a feel-good podfic like you just kind of like people are great it is yeah yeah i keep that on my ipod i yeah that's a good listen over again one So the next one I have is You're Not Stubborn, Just Impossible by Zanger. And I have listened to this podfic so many times because it has so many tropes in it that just work for me. It's a high school AU with AVO. Oh, Oh, I remember this one. Where they hate each other. 
Well, yeah, like they start off, Tony has had a crush on like little Steve forever. And then suddenly Holy like- shit, I'm like clicking immediately. <laughs> and then like over the summer, like Steve completely beefs up uh-huh. and like becomes Dreampoat Steve. Tony's an Omega, which is super rare there and not very well respected. Like his father hates the fact that he is an Omega. He had slept with someone who like found it shameful that he slept with an Omega. And he starts beating Tony up and Steve comes to the rescue. And Tony is not appreciative at all. He's like, I can fight my own battles, stranger. And then he (laughs) finds out that it's Steve who he's had a crush on for forever. (laughs) I'm so embarrassed. He's so upset about it. And like Steve like genuinely likes Tony and Tony is just pissed. They're drunk at a party the first time they have sex. And and Steve is like just stumbling over words and Tony is taking the exact opposite meaning from (laughs) it. And they have sex and they accidentally not. Which only happens, like, if you're, once like, you're bonded. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Tony's like, get out, get out. And Steve's like, I can't. It's so... We can't be bonded. Oh, my God. It's really good. There are, like, some, like, heavier moments, too, when yeah, they talk like, about, like, his dad. Yeah, like, his dad is really not okay with anything. He's really awful in this. Like for Steve's mom is awesome in it, though. She's amazing. Oh, yeah. Steve's mom is usually really good in, like, fic, yeah. though. Yeah. She has good fandom rep, I think. Howard Stark is hit or miss, and in this one, he is a little bit more. Yeah, he's horrible. Negatively portrayed. So, yeah, if like if you like Howard, just you know. Yeah, maybe not that one. And it's, it's like good. fun high school. Like most of the Avengers are all part of the team, mm-hmm. and like they're hanging out. It's like it starts off with like Peter Parker just got transferred there, and he's meeting up with them. Like it's just it's cute mm-hmm. and like stupidly trope filled in is. all the best it's ways. Wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm definitely listening to that one like immediately. <laughs> I mean, you kind of had me at high school. You, <laughs> that's my thing really too. too. The next one is Mr. July by Sundance Kid. This is hilarious, both in fic and podfic form. It starts out where like the Avengers have done a naked, well, an almost naked calendar and Tony didn't know about it because Pepper just turned it down because she was like, it's not appropriate. You're the CEO, whatever. And he's like aghast because Steve has posed with just his shield. So, <laughs> you know, and he like calls Steve a slut and Steve is like, what? And, you know, so that's the kind of opening. It's for but- charity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's for a good cause, yeah. And of course, of course, Steve would be July. Because what's more yeah, American than the America. 4th of July? Which is also his birthday. It is his birthday. Because he is a parody of himself. Then, like, the middle bit, like, there's this group that has, like, a ray gun thing that shoots Steve's clothes off. Like, they're just trying <laughs> yeah. to get him naked, like, over and over again. Yeah, that's the bad guys. Or something like that, right? Yeah, but- they just basically want to see more of naked yeah so they keep going to fights and it keeps happening and tony keeps trying to like perfect the armor so that it won't happen you know like and like how he can fit extra clothes in the armor yeah like to solve this problem they're like testing it and, and tony's like shooting him and steve's like well that was just the shoulders that seems okay and tony's like no i will make it perfect <laughs> um and Steve thinks that Tony is just like thinks he's horrible and is trying to protect his <laughs> virtue, but obviously Tony just like is also wants him. So it's really good. It's really funny. The Tony voice is great in it. He just feels so guilty, but he's also like always he's like super attracted. He's, he's like, basically super like Steve, but try not to show it, and yeah. he just gets like I'm the only one who can perv on Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The last rec we have is Ready Fire Aim. 
by Rena Jenkins. It's a series. There's more than one potfic in it. And it's a long story that's just kind of about team building. Yeah, really. it's a really good, like... I mean, the summary of the first story in it is there is no I in Avenger. And it's just about, like... Tony kind of making his place with the team and the rest of the team growing it's a together. It's really good, like, slow build one. And so it's got Steve Tony is the main pairing with a side of, like, Pepper and Natasha. Like, it's such a classic. Actually, when I did go and look at the stats for the most popular podfics in the fandom, both of them, I believe, were on the first page of hits. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun. And now we're going to move on to Jen's portion right now. (laughs) Yay, I get to talk more. Okay, so Steve Bucky. So I have like a week and a half of listening and reading nothing but Steve Bucky. So I'm like in it. I'm feeling it. (laughs) (laughs) And also I asked my flatmate who's obsessed to send me stuff. A lot of what she sent I kind of had listened to before, but I didn't have, I don't have as good of a record as Potica does always of stuff. I don't keep everything. But the first one is Your 20th Century Boy, written by Gwyneth and read by Rena Jenkins. So I'm following right on with another Rena wreck. And this one, well, the, the thing says Bucky Barnes isn't having any of your gendered marketing bullshit. It's so good. Is, it's, really good. it's like, this is a really short one. It's like less than 15 minutes. And it's just this little fic about, and it's Steve's perspective. And it's basically about how one of the things that Bucky has done, like since he's lived in the modern century, has just totally embraced the idea that like, you know, throw out all the gender norms. I could do whatever I want. He buys these like girl underwear because they don't make, you know, certain Avengers things in guys sizes or whatever. And he's he's just wearing like nail polish. He's talk- having all these conversations with people about that where they think that he's going to say something, you know, they expect something from him because of the way he looks. And he's like, no, it's awesome. Tell me where you got it. You know, what color is that or whatever? It's just really funny. And I love Rena the best when she reads really funny stuff because I just think she has great comic timing. So that really works for this little, it's just really almost a one shot. Like it's not, you know, there's not much to it. It's just Steve kind of being like, I love how Bucky has embraced this completely. And Tony being like weirdly judgmental about it. The second one is Goodbye Piccadilly, Farewell Leicester Square. And the podfic is by Podcast. It's written by Speranza. And basically, this is like a time travel disaster kind of thing. They, you know, they're on a mission and they get this portal and they don't know what it does. Um, And then they're like, oh, they start to talk about it and they think it's like some kind of time travel thing. And Steve is like, all right, that's me. I'm done. And jumps right into it. Like, I want to go back. And the rest of the story is like all these flash back and forth. Um, 1944 like they basically they're like okay we have to go back and see if we can get to him before he you know messes with his past or his future you know I mean before they first go through like as soon as he jumps back they end up in this alternate timeline where like the Nazis have won very much like the castle in the high tower or whatever the, the similar kind of idea where you know the fact that Steve went back and did whatever he's about to do means that then we didn't win and so you know butterfly effect yeah. and all that i can just see steve taking that so well <laughs> <laughs> i know right yeah so the whole so it's quite a cool fic because it's kind of um you know it's back in the past and it's and a lot of also like they see him with bucky in the time period so there's a couple POVs in it so i like podcast a lot as well i feel like she's not we don't always have a fandom crossover so it's nice when she reads something that isn't something that i read in i've been listening to a lot of her x-men stuff lately it's great so your next one's Speranza as well. It is. Yeah, and this one is read by Revolutionary Joe. It's Four Minute Window. I love Revolutionary Joe. So, She's you know, so great. She's so great. And this, 
this story is is so good for her because it's like it's quite an, an intense story and she really ratchets up the intensity pretty well like the idea is you know bucky's at large and steve is in this you don't feel like he's as close to the members of his team like there's a level of distrust happening part of it is they're trying to protect him but he is like chafing against that protection particularly from natasha like even though they are kind of close she's kind of leading the team that is shadowing him so there's these agents on him like all the time shield agents and he's making them all over the place like he's always like that guy's an agent that guy's an agent and then they're like crap you made me you know whatever and get kicked off the detail And the four minute window thing is that that's literally the amount of time he has to disappear before, you know, the alert goes out. You know, we need to lock everything down kind of thing. And Bucky is like appearing to him secretly, basically having come back to himself and saying, you know, we we should go away together. And so it's like the whole fic is them kind of planning this out and then actually managing the escape. And in there, you have some stuff with Natasha where she actually realizes what's happening and decides, kind of tacitly gives her approval. It's a really interesting fic. It's quite cool. And the pod fic has this tense atmosphere. It's long. It's like two and I mean, not super long, but it's like two and a half hours. And you really kind of, you feel that as they close the agents down and Bucky and Steve are like trying to plan with the blueprints of Grand Central Station and like where he can disappear out. So the end, there's this great payoff with like their kind of secret life you know, just a normal life that they managed to escape to. Like, they just don't want to be a part of it anymore, basically. The next one is Ain't No Grave, Can't Keep My Body Down by Stark Panda. And the author is Spit and Vinegar. Okay, I kind of cheated including this because the podfic itself is a work in progress. But the last time she updated it was April. She seems to be doing it fairly regularly. And she only has, I think, two chapters to go. So I think it's all right. I think hopefully it will, the end will appear. I certainly hope so because I listened to it. And then I was like, wait a second. Because she kind of posted the chapters separately to download. Like there isn't a full book download right now. So basically, this is another one where Bucky's kind of like in the background, kind of supposedly come back to himself. And it has this amazing, like one of the early scenes, which is from the point of view of uh, original character, like just this young girl is like, Bucky taking down this drug dealer guy and he just like appears, shoots, you know, he like kicks the door down, the guy comes and then he just like walks down the street singing and she sings in the podfic and it's so good. Like it's just perfect for the so moment. So jealous. I can never do that. <laughs> I know, me too. Being as if I need singing, I just, I just asked Penny to do it. <laughs> but it doesn't have quite the same effect. But yeah, oh, it's she just does it perfectly in this moment. It's my favorite point in the entire fic. Like that little girl's point of view and then her describing him kind of taking off down the street and just singing this song. And the song is is looped throughout anyway because the idea is it's a biblically based song that kind of blues music that Bucky used to like. So Steve recognizes it immediately and as something that Bucky used to sing back in the day. And then he's basically kind of, he's out there being a vigilante basically. So that's the kind of... Yeah, it's a, it's a cool story. But yeah, it's just that moment, like so early on in the podfic, and I was just like hooked. I was like, okay, even though this isn't finished, which I hate, like I'm de- like, I really hope she, you know, does the next couple chapters because it's so good. The next one is the Stephen G. Rogers Guide to What You Missed the Last Few Years by Cellar Door. And it's written by What Alchemy. I mean, this is one of those kind of trope ones, right? Where Bucky's trying to get used to being in the future and Steve's already done this, you know, a period of time ago. And so he's watching all of this stuff happen to Bucky and he's trying to not hurry him along, but he's trying to help him out with it. 
And obviously, like, every time you look at Bucky, like, adjusting to modern life, he's not just adjusting in the way that Steve was, but he also has all this programming and you know, these years in between where he actually was alive, just, like, not as himself. So, you know, there's that extra layer of trauma that you do see show up in Fix a lot, which, you know, is very interesting. It's just the two of them all the way through and kind of bit by bit as various things that they work together on and then ends with the idea of like they see a couple on the train a, a female couple on the train and it's like Bucky's made so uncomfortable by it because it scares him you know like don't they realize that even today there's still people who aren't going to you know take nicely to that and Steve's like no it's okay now and Bucky's kind of like you're such a you're so naive you're such a romantic you know but they do kind of they, he comes around in the end kind of thing you know like so I, I don't know I just like it's it's a nice growth of like Bucky's like nervousness about every like he has like a breakdown in a grocery store really early on it's not a very long piece either actually and it's just Steve kind of coming along with him because he feels like he's already got the hang of it all and he just needs to like help Bucky get where he is the next one is another short one the not Christmas not truce of 1944 by CC rambles and it's written by drop dead dream and this one is, I mean, if you know what the Christmas truce of 1914, you know, where like the Germans and the, the Brits like came over the no man's land and like had Christmas dinner or whatever, you know, they didn't fight on that day. Well, this is like, it's not Christmas. And also there's not a truce. It's the most ridiculous story. They're in the trenches and they don't know what's going on. And there's a little bit of back and forth between like, you know, whoever's there. There's a young kid and, and a couple other soldiers. Something's going on. They can't tell what. And like Bucky sticks his head out and there's like a cow Oh, I've listened to this one. Wandering around in the middle of the field. And then it's kind of like everything just goes crazy. Like the Germans race for it and they race for it. Like there's this line like halfway through, which is actually in the summary. It just says, Bucky stabs a man in the neck. The cow moves. And it's so (laughs) amazing in the podfic like that bit. Like she just says it so like beautifully deadpan. Sissy Rambles is really great great at humor. Yeah. It's just so good because like this fic is hilarious and it totally works in the pod fic. It's just, it's ridiculous, right? It's this ridiculous situation. And Bucky is so funny and he's just like, it's a goddamn cow. And it's just like up. And Steve is like, no. (laughs) And then he kind of follows behind him and they're like killing people, like kind of clear the field. And like, they're such city boys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then that's kind of end bit is they're like, they get this cow. It's dead. The Germans are all dead. And they're kind of like, wait, now what do we do? Does anybody know how to do this? And like the kid who's like a Texan is like, I do. And Bucky's like, I like this guy. (laughs) Yeah, it's just good. That's definitely for me, like one of those, like, just make me smile. Just listen to a quick. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And let's see, the next one is But We Can Try by Kelly Curia. And it's written by Hetrez. This is a longer one. It's like two hours or something. Oh, it's a really lovely story. It's like Steve and Bucky and they're, you know, they're living together. Like Bucky is himself and he's kind of like getting back, but he's got a lot of you know, just the same old kind of problems with like, he doesn't think he's worthy or he has issues with his arm and like feels like Steve is kind of treating him with kid gloves and that kind of stuff. And they have a conversation where Bucky's like, you know, stop looking at me like that. Like, I can't take the pressure of, you know, what you want from me. I'm okay. And Steve starts drawing him these pictures to like make him feel better. So he he draws him one like, and he's like, I like your arm. Like, you know, because Bucky has said something about his arm or whatever. And it's like, it's like a picture of Bucky and his arm and then Steve just staring at him like, your arm is amazing. <laughs> um, and he draws him these pictures all the way through. And Bucky just keeps being like, like, and after a while he stops giving them to him. Cause Bucky is like, I get it. You're trying to make me feel better. Stop it. But it's always like Bucky does something, 
you know, in a fight and he feels bad about whatever. But Steve's like watching him and like how amazing he moves and everything. So he draws like this mate, this action scene. And then he's like, I like the way you fight. Or like there's one where he sees Bucky with his hair, you know, and he writes, he draws this picture of him like pulling his hair up. And it's like, I like your hair. Like, (laughs) that's so cute. It's so funny. And towards the end, you get like a scene where, you know, they they have a confrontation where he's like, Bucky's like, look, you know, I'm not him. I'm not your friend. And Steve's like, no, you don't understand. That's not what I'm trying to say. That's not what I wanted. You know, I love that guy, but I also love you. You're totally different, but you're a person that's really important to me. And he brings out like all these pictures that he's drawn. And Bucky is like, what? (laughs) Like this pile of I like you for this reason. And then Bucky is just like, okay. He's like, you've just drawn me like a million love notes and they get together. (laughs) So it's super cute. It's Calicaria and she does romance. Steve, like this Steve voice all the way through. He's so angsty and like, you're just like. It sounds cute. He's like, whatever he does, he can't. Bucky's just like, you don't, you're, you don't, I don't understand. You don't really mean it. And he's like, what I do? I'll draw you another picture. Um, okay, sorry. I have one more. This one is called Selfies from the Underground. It's by Katie Hart and Sarshi. And it's written by 11 Inches. I should say that 11 Inches is my flatmate. I found out about this one. I was asking her for Steve Bucky Rex because she loves him. And she was like, oh, yeah, someone did one of mine once. And I was like, I'm going to wreck that. And she was like, no. (laughs) So I've done it anyway. She writes generally ridiculous stories. Like she tends towards the slightly um, absurd in her style, particularly in short ones like this. And this is a a multi-voice the Bucky voice in particular, I don't know which one of them reads, actually, because I don't know either of these readers better, but like the Bucky voice in particular is hilarious. Like when he comes in, much of it is Steve Tony because they get captured. They get captured because the password on Steve's phone is password. <laughs> but I think I've listened to I this one too. To too. The Steve voice is, is very kind of dry throughout, but the Tony is, he's like so frustrated. Doesn't Steve like try to leave out the window? Yes, <laughs> it's beautiful. Like like at the very end, you know, they kind of come in. I, I said Bucky voice earlier, but I meant Tony. I just realized that the Tony voice is really great because Bucky doesn't actually show up in it. Instead, what happens, I think Sam, yeah, Natasha and Sam kind of like come, they bash in at the end to rescue them. And Steve has like already gotten himself loose and he's like halfway out the window. And they're like, wait, are you leaving without Tony? <laughs> he's like, I was going to get reinforcements and come back. And they're like, <laughs> uh, everyone in the room is down. And he's like, uh, but it's because bad guy has Steve's phone, you know, because he got in with a password thing or whatever. And he's like, all these naked pictures of Bucky on there. And Tony's <laughs> like, what? What? You know, so he he didn't know they were together or whatever. So then, of course, he's like mocking Steve the whole time. And Steve just gets mad at him and leaves him behind or tries to. <laughs> it's really funny. The Podvik is super funny as well. Like, it's just the sarcasm in it is very enjoyable. I would just add one more on to the end of this. I haven't actually listened to this one. I just like today in the car when we were driving, Claire was telling me about this fic that I plan to like listen to immediately, which is another Rena Jenkins one. It's called Magnetic. It's written by Rennie. And it's an Olympic swimmer. AU of Bucky and Steve, which I was like, I am there. (laughs) So I'll be probably listening to that tomorrow. And I feel pretty confident recommending it based on Claire and the fact that it's Rita Jenkins. So So those are the three main slosh pairings. But Avengers really does ship just everyone with everyone. Mm -hmm. So there are like other big slash pairings. Tony Bruce, Loki Tony, Thor Loki, Steve Sam, and more that I'm I'm just not even remembering. Although it's funny, Tony Loki is a fairly popular fic pairing, but there's surprisingly little pod fic fic for Mm -hmm. it. But also it's a surprisingly little Steve Sam. Um, But that's just full stop. 
That is. That is. We do need just, in general, more Steve Sam fan works out there. That, that should happen. And I don't listen to as many other pairings, but I did want to throw out that if you are interested in Tony Bruce, check out the Lady Smell. S-M-A-E-L-L. I'm sorry for mispronouncing that. Because they have a lot of Tony Bruce podfic. S.K. Lee has recorded a bunch of Nick Fury, Phil Coulson podfics. So if you're interested in those pairings, I suggest you check out their work. We didn't have a lot of recs for the other pairings, but I did want to give an honorable mention to Extremely Hot and Currently Female by Greedy Dancer. It is a Loki Tony podfic where Tony keeps accidentally sleeping with Loki. Like, there's this ongoing thing where someone asks, like, how many people have you slept with? And Tony has, like, an exact number of, like, this many girls, this many guys. And then eventually he goes, and one god of undeterminate gender. (laughs) That's cute. Greedy Dancer is just hilarious in it. Mm -hmm. She is such a good, I just love her stuff. Mm -hmm. It's good. So from here, we're going to move on to Het. To (laughs) non-slash. So Het... There are obviously canon Perry. <laughs> canon Perry. I have started playing Jess with booze, <laughs> so it might get interesting from here on out. Shut up. So there are a lot of canon pairings that feature and uh, have a lot of podfic parts. So there's Steve Peggy, there's Tony Pepper, Thor Jane, all of that good stuff. And then there is also a, like a lot of works that featured Darcy as, I referred to her as like the fandom bicycle. Or the, or the little, little black, black dress. The little black dress. Yeah. A lot of Darcy pairings out there, all really, really fantastic. And I will just put this out there, the queen of Het podfic, Black Glass. If you are interested in Het, she's your girl. She is, and she's wonderful, and will give you so many wrecks. Like, has so many amazing podfics that she's done, and like a lot of what we're going to wreck right now is yeah. her podfic. But yeah, just a blanket wreck for her. So we have a couple of pairings with various wrecks. The biggest one being Steve Darcy. Right. So Button Up Your Overcoat by X-Man Hater. It's kind of a short one. I think it's under 30 minutes. And it's just really good. And it basically has Darcy going in, who it's just like she heard Steve was on his like second or third date or something. And she was like, I need to explain to him what this means. And like shows up with condoms and stuff. Oh, I love that like, one. Yeah. It's basically going to give him like a, a quick spiel. Like, like safe sex. sex. Yeah. yeah. And basically it's really cute and Darcy's amazing in it. Steve is really like comfortable with Darcy and it's really fun to see while still being his like usual awkward self. So it's a fun one. I I enjoyed it a lot. Very cute and hot. The next one is Mary Fuck Kill by Black Glass. And it is hilarious where basically all of the women of S.H.I.E.L.D. start a Mary Fuck Kill with the Avengers. And it drives the men like crazy. Like Tony yeah. in particular yeah, is Tony's just like desperate to trying to bribe his way off of everyone's kill list because pretty much everyone has Tony as kill. <laughs> Poor and Tony. Like, when Darcy's like looking over the spreadsheet, she's like, There are not many people into Thor. And it turns out that like Jane's been tampering with the spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. Because she doesn't want anyone. And the entire time, like, Steve keeps Trying to figure out who Darcy put down. Yes. Because he is interested in her. And it's really adorable and really cute. And the summary talks about Thor being a llama. Yeah. It's just, it's a good, I would invest in this topic. 
So rule number nine, another one by Black Glass, really good. And yeah, basically it's one where Darcy and Steve are fuck buddies and she has this like list of rules that they can't violate in order for them to remain good fuck buddies. And it's just really hilarious. And, and there's a slow descent of them just slowly breaking all these rules. Yeah, like just one by one they break it. And rule number nine is like no feelings or yeah, something like that. It's, it's a cute one and a lot of really good like sex scenes on it if that's your jam. And it's just like a slow build of them like developing Yeah, because it's, it's a longer one and it just gives a really good build. Mm-hmm. The next one is the Direction series by Leanna Bob. Only the first three that Leanna Bob has recorded. I actually have another part from that down in the gen section that I'm going to wrap by another pot faker. But it's this Steve Darcy one. And it's like, it's another one that just does a really nice build. And Darcy does a lot of taking care of Steve in this. Like, Steve is just... Not you know, in a good it's, place. it's yeah, yeah, it's like a hard thing that he's going through. Like you can see in a lot of the Marvel movies that Steve just you know has a hard time adjusting, which makes sense. He's dealt with a lot, and this potfic deals really well with Darcy helping him adjust. Yeah, and like Steve's a virgin when they get together, and it's just they end up meeting her family. It's it's just a lot of fun. We only have one for Darcy and Bruce. This one, honestly, is just fantastic. And it's She Blinded Me with Political Science, read by Litra. Yeah, and it's just, like, I just love this one. So actually, funny story. I read it, and I, like, as soon as I read it, I'm like, I'm going to have to potfic this. And then, like, the next day, Litra put out a potfic for it. I'm like, yes, now I don't need to. It's a multi-voice one, but Litra did, like, the part of it and was the one that organized everyone. So Avengers the movie happened, and Darcy is hanging around the Avengers and being like, they have a bit of a PR problem, and she's a political (laughs) science major, and she starts, like, watching the coverage that they're getting, and she, like, starts coaching them, and eventually she becomes their PR manager. But it's really cute. There's stuff like she and Steve bond while, like, helping rebuild the neighborhoods that were affected by it, and... So she starts dating Bruce, and because Darcy is a good person, but not always the most studious, she never read the S.H.I.E.L.D. handbook that she was given. And, like, the first page is all this information about, like, Dr. Bruce Banner is the Hulk. Do not make him angry and run if he looks angry. And she never read any of that. So she started flirting with Bruce and had no idea he was the Hulk. Yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff about Bruce, like, mentioning, like, the other guy. And yeah, like, she being like, what other guy? Like, what are you talking well, about? I'm well, interested in you. <laughs> and she is so confused. So now we're going to move on to Darcy Clint. A lot of good ones for that, too. There's a lot of them. I don't have that many wrecked, but there's certainly a lot That's out a, there. It's more of a timed thing. Like, having a bit of a day here by Black Glass. It's a fun one where, like, she gets a superpower and she, like, starts using it a little bit more in action and like clint is being like really worried very mother hen like oh my god oh my god don't do that because like i think she finds out by being like dropped or something (laughs) like that from a couple stories that's a little scary yeah so she keeps giving clint heart attacks and he keeps being like please stop honey but it's it's cute The last Darcy pairing that we have a ruck for is Darcy Loki, and it is Darcy Lewis, Agent of Hydra, and it is also by Litra. And it is just, it's ridiculous and fun. Like, 
This whole time, Darcy has been working for Hydra, and she went undercover as Jane's intern so that she could spy on her because they were interested in her technology, I guess. And, like, she's trying to deal with, like, the hierarchy of Hydra, and she keeps being, like, shunted around, and then, like, Loki gets a thing for her and starts doing all these dramatic gestures. And Darcy's already having trouble being taken seriously at Hydra and having like a room full of teddy bears delivered to the the super secret Hydra compound that no one should be able to find all addressed to her. It's not helping her street cred. So it's kind of cute. So we're moving on to Clint Natasha, which is also a really fantastic pairing. Anyway, I do by Black Glass amazing and it's just really funny it's a really funny one where tony basically finds out that clint and natasha are like secretly married and goes around the whole team being like did you know about this and it's just a really funny one of tony he's like he's like i can't believe you denied me a chance to do your bachelor party (laughs) it's a cute one and thor is adorable thor is like the only one who knew and is just like i didn't tell anybody i Um, told no one i told no one really cute and natasha and clint are both adorable and badass in this so the other one that we have for clint natasha is we were emergencies and both night tracer and revolutionary joe have made podfix of this story it's like kind of a heartbreaking one yeah. because it takes place right after Avengers. After the events of the movie, Clint's like, what's up, Nat? And Nat's like, um, what? <laughs> Do I know you? No, she's, she knows him, but she just, she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, we're together. And she's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And he's like, we've been dating for years. She's like, I think Loki fried your brain. And Clint's like... I think he fried your brain. So they end up going to a safe house that's, like, remote. They're trying to work out which of them has correct memories. And they don't know. So either, like, they've been best buds this whole time, or they've been dating this whole time, and they don't know which one's right. Aww. It's a good one. Does Um, it end happily? Yeah, it ends happily. It's not one of my usual everyone dies. I mean, I guess that's good news. I say my usual everyone dies. People who listen to this podcast know that it's not my usual wreck. Jess is special. I sent her all the death fix. She does. She sends me all the worst. Of I'll the be worst. like, I think your heart needs to bleed today. <laughs> Read this. <laughs> Give this a shot. I'm like the worst friend. <laughs> Whatever. I guess I love you anyways. So the last het pairing that we have is Pepper Tony, although it's not anywhere close to the last head pairing in the fandom. Definitely keep looking if that's what you're interested in. And it's the tongues of men and angels. And it's not like super focused on Tony Pepper, but it's like a nice established relationship one that has some nice interactions. And it's one where Tony got extremis a little bit more like the comics than MCU. And it's kind of like him driving home with Pepper after getting it. And like suddenly his brain is a computer and talking to Jarvis and the bots and Pepper being there. And it's just, it's a cute little view into their relationship. Awesome. So yeah, like Lindsay said, there's a ton of really awesome hat stuff out there. Lots of pairings. Really, Avengers is an awesome fandom for like, you can find a pairing that really fits with you and that you really enjoy. There's a lot of options. The only thing that you sometimes have to watch out for is, especially if the pairing is canon, 
sometimes it gets tagged that way. Like, that's one of the reasons why I didn't have more Peppertoni. Yeah. I have a ton of things tagged Peppertoni in my iTunes library. But a bunch of them, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's just because they're canon. And yeah. that's, this story is not about them. Yes. But anyways, um, moving on to our next category, we're going to talk about Femslush now. And for this, our two main pairings that we have are Maria and Natasha and then Pepper Nat. So for the Maria and Natasha one, we have hashtag girl Avenger or how Natasha trended on Twitter and saved the world. And this one also has two pod fakes, one by R.S. Creighton and one by Rena Jenkins. Both are fantastic. This is a really, really fun story. And it actually is just really like Natasha centric basically has there's this hashtag girl avenger that initially begins trending on twitter and is filled with a lot of really misogynistic awful things and then a bunch of people come together and like let's reclaim this like girl avenger is the best avenger and it's really interesting like podfic looks at fandom interactions like um, media interacting with like celebrity and so it has natasha on twitter and it actually has a really really cute like steve where he's like the strongest supporter of girl avenger is always talking about how like amazing Natasha is. It's really cute. So it is more Natasha centric, but there is some really awesome Nat Maria Hill in this. Really cute of them like working together and then hanging out after work and just like having this really cute relationship. So the next one we have is Pepper Natasha. Mm-hmm. The first one that I have is a study in losing your security deposit by Growlery. And it's just this like little slice of life one where the sink in their apartment stops working. And so Pepper leaves Natasha to take care of it. And then Tony shows up and he says he can fix it. And don't trust Tony to fix <laughs> everyday things. If you need a supercomputer fixed, Tony can probably help. If you need a sink fixed, it doesn't have electronics. Why are you touching it, Tony? It's just kind of Pepper listening to her voicemails as the day gets worse and worse. It's great. So another one that we have is Who You Are When You're With Me by X Man Hater. And this one's a cute Pepper Nat one where it's a shorter one, but it's kind of spans them building their relationship when Nat was still undercover as Natalie Rushmore and kind of bonding with Pepper over the course of that undercover work and then coming back after it's been revealed that she's Natasha and kind of being like, hey, can we talk? And them kind of navigating their relationships throughout both of those phases. And it's cute and Pepper and Natasha are fantastic in it and just have a really interesting relationship. I really enjoyed it. My next track is Invitations by x Main Hater as well. And it is one where, like, someone's stealing Stark tech. Natasha is going to go undercover. She asks Pepper for, like, help with her cover. And she's, like, pretending to be, like, some sort of, like, princess or some piece of royalty from Europe. They're, like, in, like, a summer home area where everyone has, like, big cottages or whatever. And it's very old rich. And Pepper's dealing a little bit with the fact that she's new rich. And obviously Natasha's pretending to be old rich if she's pretending to be royalty of some sort. And it's just them, like, some fun spy stuff, but also girls hanging out and falling in love. So that one's fun. So, like, a really popular tag on Avengers in Avengers fandom is, like, everyone is Polly because Avengers. Yes. There's a lot of really awesome, like, Polly or Morsum's fic. Um, There's a lot of, like, Team Sex fic. Yeah. and (laughs) Not as many pod fics for it. Well, no. There is some. 
And so we have a small little list of a couple really awesome ones that came to mind. So I'm going to start with Put Away Childish Things by Calakiria. And it's an OT9 one. So it's like literally everyone in Avengers plus... The girlfriends. Yeah, plus Coulson and... Pepper and Jane. and Jane, I think. It's great. It's fantastic. And it's actually interesting because for a large majority of it, it's like a de-aged Vic. So Tony gets de-aged down and it's kind of the team helping him and like dealing with kind of raising him while remembering that he was their partner and like in this like large relationship that they had and it's like a really sweet kind of casual polyamory type thing that they have going on and everyone just kind of loves each other and is helping tony like kind of grow up essentially throughout this podfic he does get turned back and there's some really awesome scenes in it but it's a really good one a really like awesome team feels one as well as like a polyamorous everyone ot9 one (laughs) but it's really good i would recommend it so the first one I have listed is Indelible by Lunate 8. And it's just this really short Bruce Pepper Tony one. Some sexy math stuff where Pepper shows up in Bruce's lab and she's got equations written all over her body. But they're unfinished equations. So it immediately catches Bruce's attention because he needs to finish the equations on her body. <laughs> so wild. It's just a cute That's little cute. sexy thing. The next one I have is Kelly, the well-meaning and very confused Rista by Black Glass. And this one is hilarious. And it's a Steve, Natasha, Sam, Bucky one. And it features this, it has outside point of view of Kelly, this barista at this coffee shop that they go to a lot. Seeing them come in in like different configurations. So like maybe she'll see Steve and Bucky come in and then Steve and Sam come in. And she's like really invested in them as like people. Like she thinks they're interesting, fun customers really nice customers and sees them come in over time so much thinks steve is cheating on like his partners and is just like distraught like oh my god should i tell one of them and it's just it's Very a really soap opera yeah it's really cute i love outside point of view fix and this one's really awesome and black Lost does a fantastic job of reading it it's a fun one and in the end she doesn't you know, figure it all out and it, it is very cute so the next one Disclaimer, it was recorded for me as a present, (laughs) and I love it, called Here Waiting, Do You See Me by Green Iron. And it is a Clint Coulson Natasha. And I love Team Delta stuff. I love those three, the three of them. I wish that there was more like thick of the three of them together before like Avengers, Mm -hmm. but I always have trouble finding them. So if anyone has any racks, please send them my way. It's a really emotional one where. They're out on a mission, and Clint realizes that Coulson and Natasha are sleeping together. And it's always been the three of them. They all take care of each other, and he just... The fact that he didn't know that they were keeping it a secret from him hurts him, and he feels left out, and he doesn't really know how to deal with it. And he feels jealous, but he feels jealous of both of them, because the truth is he's in love with both of them. Coulson and Natasha have this ongoing relationship, but they very clearly love Clint too. They're trying to like refigure out their relationship and trying to convince Clint that he's welcome with them because Clint just is like, feels like a third wheel or like he's going to break them up. And he stops even being like the friend that he had been because he just doesn't know how to react around them when they're dating. And so it's them getting it all together and getting together. And it's beautiful. Nice. So the next one is HD181068. 
And there are podfix of it by both Cantarina and Calicaria. And it has Darcy Jane, Jane Thor, and then ultimately Darcy Jane Thor. And it's one where, like, kind of when the events of Thor, Darcy and Jane start sleeping together. And they've got, like, it's pretty casual. But when Thor shows up and Jane falls for Thor, Darcy kind of realizes that, oh, it wasn't quite as casual as I thought. And is sad that now she's lost her girlfriend. And afterwards, when Thor leaves and Jane's not with him at the moment because she doesn't know where Thor is, it's them trying to figure out because they miss each other, but she also misses Thor. And they end up, Thor like comes down and is like, we can make this work. Like it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. And like, I just remember like one of the end scenes is he's going around like introducing his two girlfriends to everyone. He's so proud. That's so cute. It's very cute. This last one's just like a fun kind of cracky piece called A Little Fraternization Between Friends. And it's read by Arwen Loon. And the relationship tag on it is Nick Fury, Maria Hill, and Rhodey. And they all wake up in bed together. (laughs) And it's just kind of like the WTF. (laughs) And then they realize they're kind of happy there. It's, It's super short, just like a straight crack fic, but with some feels. So that is that. So we actually have like a surprising amount of Jen for this. We did get the comment for our Harry Potter episode that we didn't mention it. Trust me, we're making up for it now. There's There's lots of of Jen. Jen. And it's awesome because Avengers is really good for like the team feels, the family feels, um, so much that you sometimes don't even realize. Like I didn't even realize half of these were Jen, but they are. Um, And it's really good stuff. So the first one we have, Lindsay has wrecked. This is the podfic that I pulled Jess into this. She did. She did. (laughs) Through the Glass by Leanna Bob. And it is a Clint centric, absolutely heartbreaking podfic. It's wonderful. (laughs) But it's like a six hour podfic. And just this to give is, a quick context, yeah. This is what started our relationship of me sending her heartbreaking Yeah, things. it did. Um, we were driving back from Toronto, Toronto, and she put this on in the last, like, leg of it and got me immediately hooked, even though it was a six-hour one. We only got through, like, the first two while we were driving. And let me tell you, it is a joy to listen to Podvik <laughs> with someone like Jess, because she just kept being like, what are they doing? And there was so much great commentary going on. I am a very reactive person. It was beautiful. So the story, really, really awesome. Clint-centric. It has, I mean, I do think we should probably give like quick warnings for mind control. Yeah. So the premise is they are trying to recruit Clint for S.H.I.E.L.D. And he keeps turning them, turning them down. And this one guy who just has... a scientist. Who just has really high aspirations. Like he wants to go far in S.H.I.E.L.D. and is just not cut out. Like they just are not seeing it. Concocts this... Thing. And they get kind of hand wavy with the science on it. Which, yes, good. Which is good. Where he basically puts Clint under mind control to the extent that like Clint is still himself and recognizes like what he like he still has agency, but he isn't able to well, act on. He it. still has his. He's still himself. He's not like mindlessly, yeah, uh, mind controlled. But he loses his agency basically. Think like Ella Enchanted. So like if he gets a direct command, there's a handful of rules. But basically, if he gets a direct command from someone in Shield, he has to follow through. And this scientist did it all in the down low. No one in yeah, no one in Shield knows, especially since the scientist unfortunately air quotes dies fairly soon yeah into this. he dies fairly quickly but that doesn't really 
release Clint from his control. So this spans like 10 years. 10, 10 or so years of like Clint, you know, going up in the ranks through S.H.I.E.L.D. He's an awesome agent, learning to trust Coulson, becoming an Avenger. All of this with no one knowing until... And I mean, I guess we don't want to spoil the end. I don't know if you've spoiled the end in the past. It's really good. It, it has a happy ending. It does. It's really good. A lot of Clint feels. It's um, a little, like, pre-slash for Clint Coulson. Yeah. They definitely have, like... A strong relationship. A strong relationship, relationship but... It's just really awesome, and Clint is really fantastic, and I think it builds up his character. It, it's what made me really like Clint and Coulson. It was one of the first podfics I listened to yeah. and that's also why I got into Clint I, Coulson when I started. I s- still have a huge soft spot for Clint because of this podfic I think. So, And Leanna Bald obviously is fantastic for it. So this next one is a short little one with some bot feels. It's called Encounters and it's by Rena Jenkins and it's like a five times thing where Loki and Dummy end up interacting. And it's just, like, dummy, like, going after Loki with his, like, fire extinguisher and and Loki having, like, grudging respect for this little botch that could. It's super cute. So in keeping with our bot feels, we have the Butterfingers GDI Stark Guide to Problem Solving. And this one's read by Calicuria. It is adorable. It's really cute. Very strong bot feels from this. So strong. Um, And it basically, the basic premise is that... Stuff starts going missing around yes. the lab. <laughs> Things are going wrong in Tony's workshop, and he can't quite figure out what's going on. And I don't know, do we want to give away too much about it? The bots are building something. Yes. Behind the pizza boxes. <laughs> yeah. They came up with this plan and are trying to execute it without Tony knowing. But in the end, they do, do need Tony to kind of come in and clean things up. It's really, really cute. Strong, like, Tony and his bot feels. Yeah. Really nice stuff. And I kind of grouped all of the bot feels ones together. So the next one I have is Far Better Things Ahead. And it's also by Rena Jenkins. And it's, a, again, an outside perspective one. It takes place after Iron Man 3. After they pulled the bots from the ocean. ocean after the Malibu house fell into it, the bots were put in storage for a while. And it is about this person that works at a Stark Industries warehouse who has been given the job of talking to the salvage for an hour every day. And she just goes into the restricted section where the salvage is and sees the bots and starts like cleaning them up, like bringing them notes and newspaper clippings about what's happened with Tony while he's gone. And it's just, it's cute. I like it a lot. So Star Spangles by Letzilla. This is the one that's part of that series that I mentioned about that Steve. Right, the Directions. Dirty. So this one is kind of like a prequel to Directions. It really kind of just does stand alone. It's, it's super standalone. You don't need to listen to the rest. But in case you want to, like, yeah. it does technically go with the series. And it's basically Steve set back during his time as a bond seller in the, in the USO, USO in the USO tours and it's just all about Steve and these USO girls and, and what he learns from them yes. really and it's a really really good one of like Steve like bonding with these girls and the things he's learning from them and it's a really sweet one like I don't hear a lot about them so it's always nice to have stories about yeah. these USO girls I imagine he was very close to being on tour with them for a very long time it's a really good one I would definitely recommend it 
Going back to some of the darker wrecks from me. God damn it, Lindsay. Silvertongue by Leanna Bob. Apparently, Leanna Bob and I are on the same same wavelength wavelength of like angst ridden. Although, I think the next one is going to be a jokey one by Leanna Bob that you can talk about. Anyways, this one's Silvertongue and it is Loki centric. And I'm not a huge Loki fan, mostly because I'm like, dude, you did horrible things and I don't really forgive you. And this one deals honestly with that. Like, it starts off where Loki is back on Asgard in jail, and he's talking with Thor. And he's like, do you love me, Thor? And Thor's like, yes. And he's like, do you love me more than your friends? Yes. Do you love me more than Asgard? Yes. Do you love me more than Midgard? Yes. And he keeps asking him, like, what do you love me more than, Thor? And the only thing that Thor pauses on is Jane. Loki's entire goal in this story is to make Thor stop loving him. And so he's like, I guess I gotta go kill Jane. But then he ends up like trying to bring Jane onto his side for reasons that I don't want to give away because it it would be kind of spoilery to do it. But he has his reasons and his reasons are mostly good intentioned despite the horrible things that he's willing to do. So it's a good look into like The crazy cat brain that Loki has. Like, the really ass-backwards way he goes about doing things. So this next one is called The Joke by Leanna Bob. And this is a fun one, actually. It's really funny. It's really cute. It's a bit shorter. Yeah. But it's basically one where Steve can pick up Thor's hammer, right? But he didn't realize that this was, like, a A thing. A rare thing. Like, he... For whatever reason, thought that everyone was just joking when they talked about Thor's hammer and are like talking about not being able to pick it up. He thought they were just being like lazy or making yeah, it like joke. everyone like complains. Thor will just like leave his hammer in the middle of the hallway, and everyone's like, "God damn it, Thor!" And Steve's, Steve's like, like, "Just move Why? it, guys." Yeah. yeah, it's really funny, really cute of Steve just moving it, and then eventually someone like sees him do it, and they're just like, "Whoa!" and are losing their shit, and Steve's like. I really don't understand the big deal right now. And I love ones where Steve can lift Thor's hammer. Is this one another sad one? It's not sad per se. It's a little darker. I mean, just go. So this is the Space Electric series, and it is by Caravon. It is a space set one where Tony builds all of these like large ships and they are, they're not organic, but because it's Tony, they are AIs. And he finds out that some, like, the ruling government or whatever had been abusing some of his AIs. And he is pissed. Because you do not mess with his... I don't think bots is the right... Maybe, sure. And he's, like, basically trying to take back, like, his entire fleet of ships. And and they end up, like, in a war-type situation. And there is, like, a thing where, like, humans kind of interface with the ship a little bit. So then some of the ships are, like, resisting because they love their crews. And it's it's a fairly complex story, and it's pretty cool. I recommend listening to that. Avenger City by Rena Jenkins. And it is a super cute one. adorable. Especially if you live in New York. Yeah, it gives you a lot of, like, I'm not even close to being from New York. I'm from California, and I'm like, yeah, New York, and this bot fix. I'm so. Canadian, and I feel that way. <laughs> and, and it's it, basically just, like, every borough. <laughs> it's cute. 
And she does a really good job reading it. But I mean, Rena does a good job reading everything. But it basically, each of the like boroughs of New York or different like areas of New York are claiming an Avenger for themselves. Like, yeah. obviously, Steve, you know, gets Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Steve gets Brooklyn. Brooklyn I gets love, Steve. I love that Harlem claims Hulk. Hulk. Because he's like, he was here first. <laughs> he destroyed Harlem first. Bruce is a little, like, put off by this, but goes with it eventually. It's it's just really cute. We won't tell you who, which borough gets which Avengers, but it's it's really cute, and it gives you a lot of, like, this is my home feels, even though you're not from New York. <laughs> it gives you a lot of New York feels. Rena does a really good job conveying that pride throughout the plot fic. Bucky this is a Bucky Rogers. feels one. It is called Bucky and Mr. Rogers, and it is read by Crowlery, and it is, it's adorable. <laughs> It is one where Bucky and Steve start living together. And it's not the 40s anymore, but, like, they still kind of treat it, like, where there's more community and less stranger danger. And Bucky kind of, like, adopts some neighborhood kids. I think he might even be babysitting them at one point. But it's just about them, like, connecting with their community and, like, Bucky using the people around him to try and get, like, more comfortable with himself after... Winter Soldier and stuff like that. It's it's great. So this next one is called Choose Your Own Adventure, and it literally is by every <laughs> everyone. everyone. <laughs> um, but again, special props to Hannah Nabira for being the one to put it all together, and she dedicated a lot of time. In. Yeah, and disclaimer: we both were in it. <laughs> yes, we both featured in it. It was really funny because I was like, no, I wasn't in Avengers at the time when I participated in this, so I didn't know who I was. Like, it's from the perspective of Hawkeye, and it's it's a Choose Your Own Adventure. Yes, it's it's you know so. It's a really fun interactive podfic. It's all hosted on your site, yeah? Yeah. And you kind of click along where it's like... And you can download it too. Like you can... The chapters for a podbook and you get to the end and they're like, for this, go to chapter two. Sure. For this, go to chapter five. Um, So it's really awesome. It's a really like, just a really cool format and it was really fun to be a part of. And it's a choose your own adventure one, so yeah. it's, it's really fun. And it was really good. really Hanabiro put a lot of work into this. She had like this massive spreadsheet going of like to make sure that whenever you hit clicked in the next part, it was a different voice. Put a lot of work into it, and it's really good. So I would definitely. It's a little fun one. It, it really how long us, it is depends on yeah, depends what you on choose. You. I think overall it's like a couple hours. Yeah. And, I mean, you can do it as many times as you want and do a different adventure yeah. every time. So it's a really fun experience. So the next one I have is That Kind of Day, and it is read by Podcast. And it is from the point of view of the person, Steve and Natasha, they stole their pickup truck in Winter Soldier. And, like, this person comes home, like, after having a shitty week where her truck was stolen and then, like, Helicarry is falling out of the sky and she gets home. And the Winter Soldier's in her apartment looking for Captain America. And she's just like, why are you here then? (laughs) And, like, they're just sitting there silently in her living room and she's like... Can I get you something to drink? And then being like, he's holding me hostage. Why am I offering him drinks? And it's just like this total outside perspective of this person like freaking the fuck out. Because Bucky, of course, knows that Steve is going to come and repay her for the truck that he stole. So another one that I have is 64 Colors. And there's two versions of that as well. One by Calicaria and one by Mary. 
And it's just this like cute little story where Darcy introduces the Avengers team to like coloring book therapy. I think it starts with like Bruce and whatnot and and they go around and they're all like have their coloring books and they're using it to like de-stress after missions. It's just like it's fairly short, pretty cute. And then another one we have is Still Officially Lost by Raining. And this one's a really cool one where Coulson kind of gets assigned to this baby teenage Clint. And it's just Clint's wild. such like a punk. He really is. He's just an asshole. And, <laughs> and Fury's totally an asshole. Like, looks like Clint's bonded to you. You get to deal with you him forever. Just, yeah. You're just stuck with him. And it's just a really fun one. It's Jen. I think it's a little pre-slashy, but like Clint's a teenager and Coulson is not. Coulson so is very not. they are not... Like, anywhere close to acting on it. But, like, a little bit of potential for future. And it's just a really cute one of Coulson long-sufferingly dealing with this. No one does long-suffering like Fan and Coulson. (laughs) And Pepper. Yes. All all variations of Pepper. (laughs) The next one we have is Strawberries in Wintertime. And it is read by Podcast. It's a Sam-centric one. Again, post-Winter Soldier. And... The summary of of it is how Sam's apartment turns into a hangout for superheroes, spies, and rogue assassins. And it's just one of those ones where, like, in the movie, Steve shows up with Natasha in tow being like, can we stay here? Everyone's trying to kill us. And that just keeps continuing where, like, all the superheroes start visiting Sam. And Sam's like, what is my life? (laughs) It's fun. This next one is The Great Christmas Shopping Excursion of 1999, and it is read by Sissy Rambles, and it's hilarious. On the way to or from, like, a Hydra assignment with the Winter Soldier, like, the team around him is like, wait, I need to do some Christmas shopping. And they go Christmas shopping with brainwashed Winter Soldier. Wait, I thought that was the team. No, it's, like, a Hydra team? Yeah, it's the Hydra team. Oh, shit. That's awful. I'm like, I think they lose Bucky. Oh my god, Lindsay. It's, I actually was listening to it at work, and I was like hiding in their server room trying not to laugh too loud, because I didn't want them to like wonder what what I was doing. (laughs) Because it was just, it was really funny. (laughs) But Sissy Rambles is great at getting those like... Comedic timing. Yeah. On the theme of Winter Soldier. On the theme of Bucky. This next one is All the Leaves Are Brown and the Sky is Gray. Again by CC Rambles. And this one's a really interesting one where Bucky as the Winter Soldier, I want to say he goes and he kills, like, the Starks. Yeah. But can't bring himself to kill this baby Tony, who was probably, like, like four or something. Yeah. I don't want to kill this guy. Yeah, and then he goes rogue instead of, like... Going back to report. Yeah. And he basically just... Yeah, goes rogue. Goes away and raises Tony as his own son. And, like, kind of breaks free of his programming that way. It's got, like, background Bucky Bucky Steve. Steve. But it's a really good podfic. It's really... It's quite a good story. Yes, it is. It deals with Bucky and Tony really well. Okay, while we're getting all the Sissy Rambles wrecks out, let's go back to her funny stuff. And I think I might have even have wrecked this on Oral Phonic before, but it's Flying Monkeys. And the premise of it is after Avengers and they're like debriefing Clint and they're like, how did you decide how you were going to attack the helicarrier? And he's like, well, 
It would have taken too long for Magneto to break Magneto out of jail, and I couldn't disrupt coffee runs fast enough. So I went with Plan C. And they're like, wait, that sounds really specific. What were plans A and B? And how many of these plans do you have? And like Clint just starts spouting off all of these plans he has for how he could take over S.H.I.E.L.D. And they're like, write them down. And he just like keeps writing and writing and writing because he's got like tons of ideas of how he could take over S.H.I.E.L.D. And they're like, at one point someone's reading them being like, flying monkeys? <laughs> and someone else is like, oh yeah, and like Lab 5, that would work. And I think at the end they're like, we need to get this sniper into planning more ops because he is apparently really good at it. <laughs> but it's just like, it's so cracky and fun and hilarious. This is the last one. Ilionii, and I probably did not say that correctly. Ilion. So kudos to Sly Hofstetter, who does say it correctly throughout the fic. And it is one after Avengers, when Tony flew through that hole in space and came back, he suddenly could see things that he couldn't see before. Specifically, it's like kind of a His Dark Materials crossover, where everyone has daemons. Everyone has them, but no one knows they have them. Now that he's been through that space portal, he can see them all. And his own is a cat named Iliolnii. <laughs> just however Sly Hostetter says it. It's just like him like thinking he's nuts at first and then finding some other people on the planet who can see them as well. And it's just a really interesting concept. I had a lot of fun with it, listening to it. Good stuff. And that is all of our wrecks. Oh my god. But yeah, like, I guess as just a quick final note, like, Avengers is a really, I mean, obviously I'm quite biased, but Avengers is an awesome fandom. There's, there's kind of, a, of really yeah, there's stuff. a lot. There's kind of a little something for everyone. And I mean, we didn't, this is Avengers specific, but like, Marvel in general has some really awesome, like, there's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there's... Yeah, like, I had a young Avengers wreck that I ended up deleting because we had enough, and there's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, there's the movie versus growing even more with, like, Daredevil and Jessica Jones, like, there's a lot going on in Marvel and that's not even counting like the Marvel movie franchises that are owned by different studios like X-Men and Fantastic Four and Mm -hmm. stuff. So there is so much to do in Marvel and Avengers is a particularly strong part of that fandom. I'm having a lot of fun in it. I am too. It's been like four years at this point or something for me. It's going on three. So I think we're going to end it here. If anyone has any recs that they would like to give of their favorite Avengers stuff, please please leave us a talk back. So that is our episode full of recs. I hope you enjoyed this very deep dive into (laughs) Avengers fandom. A lot of recs. (laughs) Sorry it went on so long. (laughs) Impressive amount. Um, I should give a small shout out to my friend John of Many a True Nerd on YouTube if you like video game and geeky British guys talking as they play them um, because he's letting me use his sound setup this month because I have no internet right now and that's awesome. Um, But (laughs) otherwise, we are done for the month and we will see you next month when Dodie and I will be talking all about GarageBand. Mm -hmm. Bye. 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 Bye.